Welcome, everyone. So, Bishop Robert Bearden, very exciting tonight. You are going to be leading our discussion about a new normal. I am. I know, as we're getting ready to re-enter, as our quarantines will be coming to an end, and what will life look like? I'm so excited yeah. that you all are on the call with us. Well, thank you so much, Renee, and welcome, everyone. As we like to say in CLM, namaste, the Christ in me beholds the Christ in you. And those words are true in Celebrating Life Ministries because it's a ministry that is alive with God in the, in the highest sense of the word. And namaste really is a, a blessing as well as a greeting. And it's also an invitation to be empty of everything except for so. We have a wonderful, wonderful mentor in Padre Ron Roth and Padre Paul, because together they created this ministry of light, and together they created a foundation for all of us to really come together in a spirit of wholeness, in a spirit of a living Christ. And our opportunity tonight will be to really, really receive fully that transmission that has been in the making for many, many years. So I'd like to turn this over right now to, to Padre Paul and to really welcome him from my heart to yours because he's going to bring us into the perfect place to start our meeting tonight. Wow. Thank you, Bishop Bobby. What a, what a gem you are. What a community we have. And it's always a privilege for me to welcome the presence. So as you touch your hand on your heart, let me just decree health and healing and the divine presence to come and manifest in our midst tonight into your heart, into your home, into your relationships, into the world that we live in today, tonight, and tomorrow, and the next day. In Isaiah 43, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. The Christ light dispels all darkness and fear, all despair. It, it's gone in God's presence. And in Matthew 10, 31, it talks about, the scripture says that even the hairs on our head, God knows the number. So with that intimacy, he knows everything about you tonight, who you are, what you're maybe stressing on, what your expectations are just from this service tonight. I want to decree through the name of Jesus that every fear is dissolved now and let the light of Christ, Father, release your ministering angels, uh, dispelling the darkness as we seek your light, your presence. Oh, Holy One, Father, I release your ministering angels, your light beings, the sages, the saints, all the entities of the casa, just to come now and dwell among us. Mary, most holy, we honor you in this month, but we honor your presence in all of our lives as you intercede for each one of us. It is by your great intercession that every knee will bow before your son, Jesus, the Christed one, the Holy One of Israel. I thank you, God, for that living presence. Bless this encounter tonight. Heal your people tonight. Whisper into their hearts that your presence will fill, that the peace that passes all understanding that will dwell within them and create miracles, signs, and wonders. Through the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Padre. Thank you for showing us how to move out of fear and live in the heart, because that's really what Celebrating Life Ministries is all about. And we know that CLM has really stepped up to the plate to be present to all the hearts and all the needs during this time of the pandemic. And we immediately started finding a new way to be with the people, even though we had to do it in ways that none of us are that comfortable with, technologies and, you know, (laughs) deep discussions and really just dealing with all the ins and outs of what this time has brought. But the heart of the matter is it has happened. It is a new beginning and we are here to, to serve. This week has been especially beautiful. It started out with a rosary group that again carry, is starting to carry us through this time. And then there was a really beautiful riveting call with you and Padre Paul and Virginia Chapin Chef and Kathy Bonvillet that just set the tone again of this mother's love. This is the time of the, of the, the, the feminine who's really there showing us the way because she's always been the one who has given of her heart that which is our birthright and, show, and shown us how to live in, in that energy. So this new normal is a time where a lot of angelic presence is, is, is on the planet. There's a lot of initiation happening. There's a lot of purification happening. We're seeing our temptations and we're seeing how we tempt God. We're seeing the deals that we've made or the ones that we have failed to actualize. And so much has been, is being brought to our attention. It's kind of like a life review, a constant life review for many of us. We're, in, we're just in this deep, deep, rich time, and we have to step into our true power. This is the time. This is the moment of stepping into our true power. And that true power means becoming helpless, kind of becoming a, a, a baby, and really letting God lead the way because everything else has been stripped away. And the heavens are opening up, the sacred energies of healing are here. And even though it does seem like there's a lot of sadness with some of the deaths and some of the, the, di- the dying in many ways, organizations of businesses of this kind of thing, this reality that we've held onto so tightly, and it's now being taken, but it's not being taken and abandoned into the wilderness. It's being taken into this covenant of, of light and love. And that's one thing I think CLM has always shown us, how to live, how to die really, really well. Our ministry has not been distant from sadness or despair, but we have shown every step of the way how to be present with that. We've watched some of our our clergy and, and monks pass away. We've watched our Padre Ron pass away. We've watched a lot of uh, the participants come and go. It's just, it's always about renewing the the right relationship with the divine because God giveth and God taketh away. And I think this is a time where we can really see that we are living in a garden of Eden. Even the earth is transforming before our very eyes. And and this this consciousness of the divine is, is really alive. So the new technology of the times is really about growing through dirt, you know, seeing, seeing what it's like to be planted and to grow to, into the light, grow toward the light. And I remember as a little kid, 
I was fascinated with dirt. I used to go around to every yard and collect a sample of dirt because there was just something about the dirt. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that that experience was the one I was going to be sharing tonight, but it just popped to the surface. And, it, you know, the light is here and, and, the, and the, the goodness is coming to the light. So this, this new time of technology is also a time on new platforms for the first time to present the, the wonder of our ministry. And we're, we're learning every step of the way. We, we continue to learn every step of the way. Always, always beginner mind. Always, it's always a new normal with, with us and celebrating okay. life ministry. Yeah. It's so important that we understand that the sacredness, the sacredness is really what this is about. One of the things that I know from uh, a time that I've worked with as a healer and also in, in oneness as a oneness trainer and, and, and just in the oneness community, the golden age community, is how important it is to breathe. Breath is life. And the aura, which is what we're seeing right here in front of us, is an aura with the chakras. It shows us every step of the, of the way in terms of our own technology. You know, we have, we, we have a technology that we walk around in all the time, and it's called the human body. It's called the auric body. It's called the spiritual body. It's called the emotional body. And it's magnificent. It's radiant. It's full of light and love. And it has everything that we're going to live in, in this journey right there in, in it. And, and as we get very still, and then get in touch with our breath, get in touch with the stillness, get in touch with sacred energies, we get to see what's actually there to be just brought into light, to be plucked to the surface. It's, it's right there in our aura. So this new normal is also getting in touch with what, this, this container of the Holy Spirit, which we call our human body or our flesh and blood. This is our Holy Spirit. This is our, some people call it our personal spaceship. It has everything in it. <laughs> so with that said, I'd like to, to bring Bishop Dana in and, and ask him a question about what is he, what is he being drawn to express during this, this new normal time with his life, with his work? I'm sure he's someone who, who gets a lot of information from his many practices and from his deep commitment to being of service as a found, foundation director of FSD. And I've watched him. His commitment is so incredibly strong with working with his students and also as a bishop in our organization, Celebrating Life Ministries, his commitment is so strong. I watch him when he stands in front of somebody to do a healing. He stays until it's done, just like Ron Roth did, just like Padre does. Just it's like it's a really a deep commitment. So Dana, please. Well, thanks, Bobby. And I love this picture that you decided to share as you entered into asking me because it is very similar to something that I found the other day that I wanted to express about who I am and what I'm learning while I'm alone here. I've always been asked to follow Jesus for his healing work. And here's a picture behind me where he's raising a girl from the dead. And the smaller stories you don't hear about as much as the lepter and the blind, but besides Lazarus. I've realized that there's a, there's a way that I have to reach into a new space and experience the divine holding space for me, such that I'm just a channel for what happens, what we do, how, how we work. And as I've been sitting at home, I haven't been sitting. It's been full-time work, as I've explained before. But it hasn't stopped the downloads of what needs to 
unfold in my personal life, in my personal connection with the Last night I was told it's time to have a real long talk with Jesus. You did. And it was beautiful because, you know, he, he keeps explaining to me, as I said, I'm trying very hard to understand the nature of his. He never stopped. He never stopped. He, he didn't stop. There might be missing time in the Bible. That doesn't mean he took a break and went to Hawaii like I wish I could. <laughs> he actually was doing the work. And as I'm understanding this, it's 24-7. There's no time off. Thus, the healing work that I've always dedicated myself to, I've been running, going all the way back to asking Ron to give me permission to run a healing circle and the entities in Brazil to be part of my healing circle, which goes back 20 years ago. I've been holding healing circles every Wednesday and remotely. Right now, I have to do it remotely. I can't visit with anybody. You know, some people are afraid because we're not there and we're not laying the hands. We're not actually showing that light and they don't feel the touch. So somehow they believe it isn't happening, but that's not true. Just like the sun is always shining and just because you might be blind at this moment doesn't mean the sunshine isn't creating plants that are blooming and flowers and everything else. And so I was being asked to look at my, my still hesitation because as we're re-entering, I'm not supposed to be paying attention to what everybody else is paying attention to. I'm not supposed to worry about things. As we said, leave the fears out. This is not a place to re-enter from. Knowledge and wisdom are the ability, to, wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. Fear has no place in any of that. So when people are saying, uh, pay attention to the science, or do you want to pay attention to the fear? When I hear the word science, I don't mean just turn it over to doctors. It's turning it over to leaders who understand this is a group dynamic change that we're all being asked to go deeply into and understand who we truly are. Because as I was saying the other day to one of my classes, does it really matter if you're dying today from COVID-19 or because you're getting hit by a truck or is this a natural cause? At any moment, we could cease. And therefore, every single moment matters. And we keep kind of running on empty. I, I think as a culture, the whole world has been running on empty. I mean, we've had the global crisis was actually the issue six months ago. And we were ignoring it. We were pretending that it isn't happening, that there aren't changes in the weather, which we're going to continue to see, which I think is a reflection of our nature of being lost. This is more personal because everyone is under effect currently forgetting how much of a connection maybe we haven't reached out and realized what kind of connection we have and or what's blocking me from the next level of connection I can have. So what I'm understanding is normal has always been relative ever since I was a kid. I never understood why anybody wanted to be normal because normal felt like a cardboard cereal box or something like that. I didn't understand it. Everybody is unique in their way. Everybody has a heart and a heart wisdom. Everybody has a connection with the divine. And that's the normal that I think exists continuously. And therefore, in this reentry, I'm looking at how do I keep being that new next normal of connection to the divine of what I'm learning inside home with these connections and informational packets. And it isn't a lot of us, we focus on guides and angels, and we forget about God, which all the guides and angels come from. That's that light over, whoops, which hand, this hand, this hand, this is the light. It, it, it's the light, and it's the dark. It's everything, but 
it's all God, so how do we, and Padre was the first one to point that out to me when he came to our school. I could get everybody to go to high vibration, we could raise the vibration of the room really quickly, we could do all sorts of things, and he goes, wow, it stinks, where's God? And I went, oh my God, you're right. And I had the triangles of self, guidance, and God, and it made it sound like there's three corners when all of it's God, you can separate from God and then pull into a corner, which then you identify with a singularity of who you are or a way you're approaching things, but you're forgetting the big picture. You're forgetting the true connection that we all communally have and the ways, as you already described, of how we could access it. And the time now is to do that, is to find that connection, is to find that divinity, to find that wholeness that rings a bell, a tone in you. So regardless of what's happening outside you, no matter how much it's up or how much it's down, you know you're held, you know you're known, and you know that you have purpose. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dana. I'd like to read a little something from a book that Padre introduced me to at a very special time that we spent together in February. And I'm just going to read a little little segment of this and then lead in, which will lead into something for Padre. And this is a to, to really honor you, Padre, this, this, this passage. When they had crossed over, Elijah and Elisha asked what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be for you. As they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Elisha saw it, the whirlwind created by the chariot, and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them into two pieces. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because Padre started out this year saying double portion, double portion. Padre does everything in his power to empower us all as a community. And he is willing to take a risk, a big risk to let us really bring the light through. So Padre, I just wanted to put that out there before I ask you a hard question <laughs> because I know you can answer this question and the question is when you're dealing with a time of accepting disappointments and other unexpected developments do you see that as providence or do you see that as evidence I see it actually as providence and Bobby you touched my heart because it's one of my favorite scriptures Elijah and Elijah and and actually I Ron and I had a promise that when he passed, that he would pass the torch, the, the, the anointing. And, and actually that did come true, even though it was so disappointing that my master, my teacher, my spiritual director, Ron Roth, passed. But what he left behind was a jewel. Now, I could see it as a disappointment. But in going forth, and I told the story before, is when Ron passed, I got to see his last breath, and he just looked up. And he just went, ah, oh, and he left his body. So I knew the angels, Jesus, Mary, was there to take him, St. Therese, all welcome them into the kingdom. And for me, that was a, a beautiful thing. Because it, it had a, a, 
an effect on me because I went and then decided I would go anoint his body. And it was during that time that I felt two hands on my shoulders. And to me, that's a double portion that Elisha talked about. And that's what Ron and I promised each other. When you leave, I want the double portion anointing. Mm. Meaning whatever gifts, whatever abilities you have, I want a double. You know, and I feel I have received that. It's been a walk in progress. And have I been disappointed in what I do? Yes. Am I overjoyed at what God has done through me? Yes. But it, I had to die, just like Ron had to die, in order to receive the gift. And so in this new entry that we are going to be experiencing, coming out of this darkness, this fear, that we have to leave that behind in order to step into the new. And to me, the, one of the experiences I had was, as you well know, we canceled our spring retreat. Was that a disappointment? Yes. I didn't want to do that. But I also knew there was concern with your safety, my safety, and that was all taken in consideration. But it was the how. I've learned through Ron that I had to wait for the peace. My own opinion doesn't matter here. I have an opinion. I can stretch my opinion, but it's really what God says about any situation. And even though the public was demanding a response, like, are we going to have it? Are we not? I still had to wait on the Holy Spirit, the timing of it all. And what most people don't know, we sign a contract for the hotel. And so if we're going to cancel, then there's a penalty, and which was in the thousands of dollars. That didn't matter the dollar amount. What mattered was when God says to cancel. And because I was obedient to his word and that peace between a four-day period, the hotel canceled our contract with no, no expense. And I was so grateful for that, but it needed to, I needed to listen to what that Holy Spirit said. And to me, that's where that double portion comes. I learned from my teacher, Ron Ross, Audrey Ron Ross. And you're going to learn from your teachers, Dana, Bobby, Renee, the monks, the ordained, the students. We learn from each other because we're all students in this course called Life Itself. But there's so many beautiful promises. So as we enter into the new, we have to let go of the old. And Bobby, you're such a great example, Dana, of letting go of the past. I didn't really want to do these teleclasses. That, that's not my thing. I'd rather be incognito, and now I'm on the camera. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> we started out where I started out with the scripture quote about God knows every hair on your body. Well, you know, he knows how many's on that bald head of mine. He knows how many hairs you had yesterday before you took a shower. And he knows exactly where you need to be for tomorrow. So don't despair. Trust in God because God is with you. Thank you, Padre. Absolutely beautiful. So one of the opportunities is learning to tune in before taking action. And I think like Padre, you just demonstrated how to do that. You, you reflected this to all of us, this deep trust that you have in the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. And what is our hearts telling us? We really need to start developing that direct communication because our heart center is also our divine center. It's our high heart, it's our holy heart, it's the place 
where many of us have learned to bring the divine to live with us in our heart. And so we create a relationship of the heart temple, the heart space, through our, our, our meditations, through our prayer life, through even our, the way we live. We start surrendering that which is not the highest vibration so that we can really maintain a vibration that is, is pleasing to the divine. And so I just want to put that question out to all of us. What right now in this moment, what is your heart telling you? What, what are you learning to, to communicate back and forth through your prayer life, your heart life, your meditation life? Are you listening to the birds singing, being inspired? Are you letting your inner child out of, out of the darkness and into the light to be instructive? Because I know from a fact, my inner child is so smart and ha has been the real reason why I've had any kind of success in life because my child is innocent and my child is in love with being here. It doesn't get lost in the conditions of life. And I think just like anything that moves you, it gives you a different type of breath. It gives you a God breath. It gets you in touch with a vulnerable part of you. It's not about hanging on to something that looks like something. It's not about an opinion. It's not about a perception. It's really about a, a permission to just be, to just to be vulnerable, to be, to be heart opened, to really cry out to the heavens and say, hey, if it's your will, heal me. If it's your will, teach me. If it's your will, direct me. Direct my steps. Show me what to do. This is a passage here that I'd like to read. This says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, this is a quote from the book of Daniel. And the book of Daniel was about the life of Daniel, who was a prophet. And he lived a long time ago. He was from the... the Old Testament. And he and many of his clans people of the time were subject to a lot of revelation. They were subject to a lot of transformation. They were subject to a lot of change. And what got them through it is they never let go of their love for their life in God. Not ever. They were tempted. They were privileged. They were given many opportunities. They were even tormented. They were thrown into fire. But because their faith was strong and because their, their wisdom came from the source of the Almighty, they were able to stand firm in that grace and then become leaders of the day to really help nations grow in God. I wanted to talk about this with Padre. Padre, saying I love you faster and with richer depth, I know is something I've watched you do from the, the, the moment I met you, you have, every time I see you get to a place of, of surrender and love and release, something happens, some miracle or some new reality of God opens in you and you go to a different level of love. You go to a different I love you space. And I was just wondering, if you could talk a little bit about that, because it's something that I've been mesmerized by that 
relationship that you have with love. And I've been mesmerized by that relationship that you have with what you love. So if you wouldn't mind talking about that. Thank you, Bob. And I think that reflection is really your heart, our ministry heart. To me, it's more the what holds celebrating life together. And that to me is the heart of the mother, the heart of the father, and the heart of the people around us. And the more I can break, surrender, and we've seen it many times in whether it's the retreats or the west of heavens, east of heavens, when I get frustrated when it's not going my way, <laughs> which I plan, and all of a sudden, then I feel that conviction of the spirit. And to me, it's that liquid love that comes and it grows in me. And then I feel like a whole new world opens up for me and a new dimension of Christ consciousness, Christ's love for me, it, it expands. And I love to live in that place. I don't always, but I also know what it takes part of breaking. And for us to re-enter this new that it's upon us, we do have to let go of that old because it's the scripture says you can't put new wine in old wineskin. And so we can't go back to 2019. We have to be here in 2020, which is 2020 vision. It's really just set it forth. And when the Holy Spirit decreed that this is going to be a year of favor, even in this shelter into place, there is an ingredient there. There is a, a jewel. It's seed. It's beautiful seed that once we plant it into our heart, when we let go, now there's room to prosper this, to water this, to love this, whatever that is, that seed's going to grow now and bring forth a harvest. So for those who have given to Celebrating Life, thank you during this time. And I know I've been receiving gifts personally, which kind of blows my mind because it's not where I'm at. It's like, I want to keep giving. Even Celebrating Life gave over $5,000 to the poor, the, the homeless this year alone. And we will continue to give because we, I believe in tithing tithing from the top, whatever comes in, goes back out. But it's that union with Christ, union with Mary. Bobby, you mentioned about my conversation yesterday or the day before with Virginia, and we talked about Mary. Once I talk about Mary, my world changes because I have this relationship with her, just as in Christ. And I'm not saying neither of you have it. I think you all do to a degree, but we would light up because it's love talking to us. It's it's the shadow of the Almighty that I know that God is embracing you and me. And I want to be in that place continually. And I know I don't necessarily have to break in order to have that happen. I can just be sitting in prayer because meditation is what, to me, opens the door, becomes the seed for the next miracle in my life, for the next encounter with the divine. So even as tonight, as you're listening in, that stirring that's going on, that's the relationship. That's the knock at the door. And once we open the door to that Christ love, our world changes, my world changes, and I want yours to also. Thank you, Padre. That's beautiful. I wanted to bring a question to Bishop Dana, uh, but I first wanted to just let our audience know that today is his birthday and he did so much preparation for this call, for this teleservice. And so my question for you, Bishop Dana, is expressing empathy and affection remotely is something 
that you're 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 skilled at but it seems like today you, of all days where this is your day we're we are just given so much of that empathy and affection and i want to thank you for everything that you do behind the scenes that nobody knows about but it's a constant gift and so anyway however you'd like to <laughs> take that question <laughs> uh, thanks for the love uh, uh, and Padre. Um, Padre, uh, just to, and, and thank you everyone. I've gotten several, <laughs> I've got birthday wishes starting yesterday. <laughs> Padre is just right on because he, he alerted all the, the students that yesterday was my birthday. That is Buddha's birthday, which oh. I really am aligned with. So I'm fine with that. But I've, I've I said to all my school money, every single day is my birthday. So life's a series of tiny little miracles. So every day is a birthday day for me. And you can tell because there's a UPS package on my Forge shirt or something that I get myself little presents. Now, going back to this picture, though, Padre, Bobby put it up there to remind us all of our bishops retreat, which happened just prior in February to all of what's happening now. And we had a whole lot of stuff happening then. And I remember Bobby and I were deep into trying to come up with structure and you were getting agitated because you knew you knew there was a time where we had to keep moving we had to be ready for what's next yeah. and my sense is in that place of being ready we often forget that it's about how to be so bobby asked me to share this picture which i love it's a it's a great one because it goes back to what you're saying the father and the mother and I love that picture of Jesus as he's radiating. And, and although she's sideways, I want you all to just sit for a second and feel this presence. You know, there's a, there's a healer named Brat, so many of you have seen him. I have. And I can feel the presence that he radiates by just looking. But so do objects. I'm like Bobby now, where all, if in his background. Bobby, just speak for a second. Everybody can see your background. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> See all those ones that were behind Bobby, they all speak. And if you've been to his, his apartment and his healing room, they literally talk to you as you're walking down the hallway. Well, these pictures he picked on purpose because they're radiating the presence to you right now. Just like uh, Padre has the Northern Lights, which is another way of nature's way of sending energy. And, and this is what I've been focusing on a lot since we're here. How do we radiate that space ourselves? I find it, if I change my virtual backgrounds, that tends to create imagery that helps me, but it also has an intention of radiating divine, radiating support, radiating love, radiating healing. So I want you all to pause a second, because these calls aren't about us talking. They're not because we've got nothing to do. It has nothing to do with our hands being put on you, although energy does come out our hands but it can come out our eyes it can come out our faces or it can come out of icons or pictures that motivate or help us so whether you want to look at that screen and see that picture or whether you want to close your eyes and feel the love of the divine that's present in all of your rooms all of your cars wherever you're at on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, or whatever you're using in this technology. These are all God too, and God radiates not through the computer. It's a stimulus for us to remind ourselves this connection is here now. We keep thinking that it's always away from us. It's not away. 
It's never away. It's in every breath we take. It's when you turn on a light. It's when you pick up a pencil. It's when you put your dishes in the dishwasher. Washer. What do you think the dishwasher is made out of? What do you think the dishes are made out of? They're made out of, okay, elements or chemicals. Those chemicals have space in between the atoms that make those chemicals, hydrogen, oxygen, etc. And the space and the electrons and everything else is all God. Now, that doesn't mean there's places where God's neutral. And that's mostly because we don't have an intention to receive. We don't have an intention to connect. We don't have an intention to have communion, a communication. We often, even in communion, don't think we're worthy or only look up and gaze at, but we don't let ourselves receive. And then we get really hungry. <laughs> we feel so empty. We want to let ourselves continue to drink. It's like being in the fountain of youth and just swimming in it, not just, oh, I'm going to guzzle this and, and fill my water containers and, and go to the store and get as many water containers as I can. And I'm going to store it on my porch in case there's an emergency. It's about recognizing that this relief, this joy, this presence is there for us always. So again, touch your heart or touch the part of your body in which you feel pain or suffering. You might be surprised where you're guided to put your hand. Sometimes we're so focused on one problem, we don't realize it's just a symptom of some bigger problem. So a lot of you, if you don't have your hand on your head, <laughs> because the thoughts of the mind create the fear. And that closes down the heart. So you keep trying to do something in your heart when you actually need to calm down the mind. Some of us, maybe it's not your head and you're touching your third chakra, which is just below your, ab your right at your abdomen at the top, right at the bottom of your rib cage. And your third chakra is busy thinking, thinking, worrying, 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 worrying. So maybe you need to put your hand there. Maybe it's uh, down below your belly button, right about your belly button, and you're worried about losing things you love and like. These are the chakras, again, that Bhavri showed us. And maybe it's your first chakra, which is hard to do, so maybe you put your hand on your hip or on your sacrum or in your crotch, like any little kid would do. And, you basically, and that's what kids do. That's survival. That's, they're not holding their genitals. They're holding their first chakra because their survival feels scared. So why not receive healing so that you're not scared? And a lot of our survival is money. A lot of our survival is the, the fear of not knowing what's next. So maybe I have my hand on my third and my first. Your fourth will grow if you turn off the fear. And you turn off the fear by tapping into something beautiful that the divine is showing you through whatever icon works for you. Just another 30 seconds of that. I just want you to really have it. These calls are not about a beginning and an end or some kind of, you know, just like you come to retreats and you're like, when are we going to do the healings? When are you do the healings? What do you think is happening the entire time? All of it is healing. Even when you get home, it's healing. When you get off this call, it's healing. When you go to sleep tonight, it's just healing. We say sleep with the angels, and we might be sleeping with Jesus or Mary. We might be sleeping with nature, like the northern lights or the roses Bobby has behind him. I've been having to speak to Jesus and the Lion of Judah and being willing to share and, and, 
and receive, but not just healing, but information which is healing. We say in our school, a reading is a healing. Not always. I know that there are many people from my school who've offered people readings and it comes across as arrogance. There's not healing intention in it, but I try to teach listening to God first and then let that come through me and speak from there. Not just be in an upper chakra where I'm seeing information. It has to be the way God wants me to portray the information. It's about being a prophet. A psychic is what, you know, when uh, Moses was fighting against all the wizards or the shamans or whatever for the, for the uh, Pharaoh, they were all psychics and they could do little magic tricks. But they didn't have the channeling. That's why his serpent swallowed all, they turned their stabs into serpents and he threw his down and it swallowed all, all of their stabs. I don't mean a stab, ate a stab. You know, you're like, that can't happen. What do you mean it can't happen? Everything transforms. It's called recycling. Everything changes. We throw it in the ocean, it goes to the bottom, it comes out as lava and it reshapes itself into other things. We keep thinking we know everything that's going on and we keep putting limits instead of receiving infinity from God. The love is infinite. The, 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 the forgiveness is infinite. It doesn't matter what you have to be ashamed of or to be afraid of or doubt or anything like that. You don't think that underneath all that is the bright sunlight of who you are, the God of who you are. So when you receive, it, it transforms, it goes past all those things. It goes past everything to re reignite the pilot light inside that we keep turning down. And like any giant furnace, it needs to be a, a flame. And that takes time to grow, but it takes receiving to grow it. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. And it actually brings us to kind of the next thing, which was using hand gestures to express love and affection, and which hand gestures basically are mudras. So we did mantras. We learned by singing and by breath awareness and by chanting. But mudras are actually create doing certain positions like prayer position or palms up or Pranakriya 1 or Pranakriya 2 or Pranakriya 3. These are all mudras and they, they access different parts of our consciousness. They help us to get in touch with different aspects of the divine. And I just love this image because it, it has all the sacred geometry in it. It has the angelics, it has the elementals, it has the, the frequencies, the frequency bands of what it really is that we are living, even though we may not be totally in touch with it. But it is really who we are and, and how we are. And, and it's, it's, it's showing us everything we feel is an emanation. Everything that we think is also an emanation. So this, this is really our opportunity to get congruent to really, this new, this new normal is really about congruence. And it's really about discernment. And it's really about choice. It's, it's completely about choice. And I've created this new narrative for myself, which is, I used to have this saying, just saying, just saying, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, because it's so important <laughs> I tell you, and now I've, I've changed from just saying to just praying. You know, I've, I've learned to shut up more of the time, because it's not important that anything I say is communicated directly. What I really need to do is to really hash it out in my own relationship with the divine. And then when I share, I'm not just saying, I'm sharing my heart. I'm 
invoking wisdom from a higher consciousness and I'm transmitting it rather than just a slash and burn game of, you know, let me tell let me tell you how it is. So I really feel like this new normal for me anyway is going to be less words, more love, more light, more silence, more prayer. I, I really see that that's what's happening for me. My nights are very, very active. I pray a lot. And it's not like I just set it up that I'm going to pray all night. God prays me. And, you know, and I'm constantly getting mess, instant messaging back from the divine. Like you need cross that T, dot that I. It, it's like I'm getting real downloads that are meaningful. And it's in the silence. I'm not hearing somebody talking to me, instructing me with a voice. I am getting it internally and, and taking action based on that. So this new normal is that I, I really feel like we're all going to step into that time space. How many times have you had to counsel a monk or ordained or a novice and tell us to just pray? I can remember hearing you say that before and it was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you're a minister, you're a monk, pray. And I'm like, oh, I better start doing that. So yeah. I really take yeah. it seriously after you, I've witnessed you advise that to others, and you've done that when I'm on the table. You said it in a different way, but it's still the same thing. We think of prayer as something extraneous as opposed to an active, a new way of talking, a new way of channeling. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. I want to comment on that because you said the, that unique word, and it's in the silence. Yeah. And it's really, even in my prayer time this morning, that was that silence was so loud for me. And I really believe that's the message for our, our sheltering in and now re-entering into the new, because we're going to let the old go. And it's, and it's that, that still small voice is still going to speak and lead us to that place. But yeah. silence is the key to it all. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like we're, we're learning now to release the beggar bowl, to let the beggar bowl go and to open God's silo. We, we, we know, we hear these stories all the time. The saints often would go into the streets and they would beg, right? They would, they would get their provision from the divine by asking others to fill their bowl. But I really feel like this, this new normal is God is asking us to open the silos, to just open up, open up, open up, you know, and that silo is right here. It's, it's my own channel. And and opening this up means that things are going to leave and other things are going to come in. It's going to be a direct transmission time. So I love this image here of the monk and the, and the bird. They're both sitting together in communion. They're both in silence. They are both in communion. And you can see sort of the golden background, which is the alchemical gold. This is what it looks like when I do a healing on people. I know the healing is successful and complete when I can get them to this place of filling up with this alchemical gold. And it's pasty, exactly like this image looks. It comes in streams, it's pasty, it's tangible, it's real. There's a flavor, there's a perfume that's absolutely real about it. And I, I really feel like this time, this new, sh this new time, this new normal is about us claiming this alchemical gold and then giving it through us to the to the world i know in in 
the oneness community, you know, we've, we've all recently been introduced to a, uh, something that Ron Roth was given many years ago when he first went to, uh, India. to India. And he, he was given this Smarana Diksha, and that's a new, a new process that we're all bringing through. And it really does kind of resemble that experience of the gold. So, well, I feel like this is a beautiful call and many people have reached out to have prayers put in the, in the prayer bowl because they understand that if they, if they reach out and, and ask for a prayer to be uttered during this time, that powerfully it'll happen. So Padre, I know that you're someone who stands up in God, you stand up for God and you stand with God. So I would really appreciate it if you could start our, our prayers tonight and then we will move to Bishop Dana and then myself. Thank you, Bob. There's really unsettling in my spirit. It just wants to cry out for every soul who's listening to this call. It's the heart of the mother calling us home, the heart of the father. It's all those intentions that came through my email, through my texting, of those, especially who are having surgery, the angels are assisting them right now as they recover from these surgeries and for the surgeries to come. For those on medicines that is not working in a sense, it's not taking away the pain. Father, just release your ministering angels of light. Let the paradigm shift. Let the body receive your healing presence. Let the the glory of God fill their inner temple, making the crooked path straight. Let your healing balm, your healing light begin to touch every area of a person's body right now. Even the tumors that some people are experiencing, they're just going to dissolve in God's light. The headaches that people have had, that I just see the angels laying hands on your head, the back of your head, and sciatic nerves just the, the pain to leave right now lower back just dissolve now into god's beauty and god's love but also the mercy of god some of you are still trembling out of fear of what is going to happen tomorrow where how am i going to pay my rent am i going to have a job this is just like that little bird we had seen with the monk the silence will bring us to that place of god's provision. Just trust in God's ability, not yours, but in God's ability. Tonight, we release the Holy Spirit, the angels of light, to minister you in your home, to your situation, to your personal situation. It's all about receiving God's glory and the miracles that have happened and will happen even after this call. And I just ask you to write in and just let us know the miracles that have happened. It was just one on our Monday night call that a person got an instantaneous miracle healing from a friend. And she put out that prayer request while we were praying and instantaneously it was answered. So put out your invitation, put it in the bowl of your heart right now and just say, God, you take it. I'm done dealing with it. And let the healing balm of God's light and breath breathe through you now in Jesus' name. Mm. Holy of holies, God of all that is, 
you make the stars, you make this universe, you make this planet. You ask for your abundance and your intervention to create balance. Not just for the people, but for the stars, for the air quality, water quality. Creating the balance in the ecosystem that is out of balance, the shift in the ocean current temperature. The things that we don't see, the microscopic life that is continuously creating, breaking down things in the earth that uh, happens in the fall and recreating new chemicals, uh, elements for the trees and the flowers to take in. We ask you to add more, add balance again to the land. For our air quality, not for the sake of just human beings, but for all the animals. The energy that's happened from the fires, the smoke, the tornadoes, the snowstorms, the excess that creates, again, creating an out of balance. We ask you to create that balance and bring it to our planet. And again, for a blessing over the virus itself, instead of thinking of it as an evil being, we know it's just another part of you. And when we're in balance, then those organisms that can affect us don't. And so we don't make it an enemy, we just simply aren't a host for it. We ask you to bring this goodness and blessing across the entire planet to all of the buildings, all of the homes, all the states, all the countries. There are places in much more severe panic than us right now. In Asia, Brazil, places where people are so poor that right now any change is creating just death and famine that doesn't see any end. And we, we ask you to bring the miracles, bring the balance to the planet. Let us be part of the solution. Help us understand how to be your good works here. Help us create that change that needs to happen. In your name, we act. In your name, we receive. In your, we, in your name, we decree this is happening now. Amen. Amen. Divine, thank you for bringing us your namaste. Thank you for bringing us your heaven your angels, your garden of Eden, emerging from the ashes, showing us a new normal. We thank you for this community. We thank you for this community because together we are a new technology of consciousness. We are children of the light. We are one with the great creation, the great creator. We are ready. We are poised and ready for the divine work that you're asking our planet and our consciousness and our brothers and sisters to hold in beauty and stillness and silence and prayer and goodness. Oh Lord, you are the greatest presence 
that has ever been known. And yet many of us are still strangers to you. So we ask that you hear our hearts right now. Really hear our hearts crying to you in the night, saying, let it be done in a good way, in your way, with consciousness. And all the people who are asking for prayers and you know who they are, answer their prayers, Lord. Give them what they need, Lord. Help them to feel connection so that they can be strong. This is my prayer tonight for all of us. And I thank each and every one for being on the call, for taking your time, and for bringing us your trust. God is a great provision, and God is plentiful. And until we meet again next week, we say thank you, God, for everything. Amen.